Podcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey guys, welcome into another episode of The Last Ship After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV and AfterBuzzTV.com. We are talking Uneasy Lies, the head tonight on this wonderful Sunday night at the start of August. I am Bobby DeMuro, your host, joined on the couch first, we'll tell you why in a second, by Kate Aquilano <laughs> and Monsi Balanos. Also at the table, Nick Grava as always, and next to him is the executive producer and co-creator of The Last Ship, Mr. Stephen Kane. And you forgot, huge fan of this show. Of the after show, that's true. This is why I'm here. The number one fan (laughs) of the after show. So Stephen, first question for you, creating Last Ship, executive producer, how great is the after show? Like scale of one to ten. Well, you leave me with these questions like, what is the Jeffrey Mishner thing here? That is the first thing we're doing. First of my agenda. Oh, no, I, I told you guys, I watched this show at home in my underwear. <laughs> the best way. And I watch you guys watching the show, and I think, you are the ideal audience. Because, and I want to excuse myself, I have allergies today, so if I cough on you. But um, <clears throat> you watch the show and talk about it. And it sounds like when we're writing the show, when we're thinking of the show, the ideas we're coming up with, the same debates. So it's almost like we're speaking to you through the show and you're like getting everything we want, which means you're the ideal viewer for us because you're watching closely and that you're responding makes us feel great. I feel like, I mean, you, you know better than I do, but I feel like you have a lot of those ideal viewers in the sense the people who we talk to on YouTube, Twitter, all that sort of stuff. Folks we talk to are real smart about it. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, that scene was gnarly, but there's a lot of like deep conversations about it. They give us ideas, and I'm sure I've stolen ideas from people on YouTube all the time. Oh, all the time. Um, right. <laughs> but we will absolutely <clears throat> take writing credits next year if you're, if you're <laughs> offering. Yeah, most writing, writing credits. Yes. Definitely. That, that's Idea totally. liked by you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, that reminds me, speaking of YouTube and all the uh, ideal viewers, for y'all at home, because you guys are so great about it, we've got our phones here with us. I'm at Bobby DeMira on Twitter, at Nicholas Grava, at Kate Aquilano, at Monsi Bolanos, and at Mr. Stephen Kane, if you want to tweet him directly. But basically, the reason I'm saying that is you guys can tweet us questions right now for uh, for Stephen as we talk last ship. we got a lot to ask you, but I know yeah. folks tweeted a lot last week with Jocko. If you guys want to know more uh, about creating this thing, really everything that's going on with the show, as we get into it, remember, hit subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. We're live streaming, so you can always tweet, comment, do all that good stuff live. If you watch this later in the week, you can still comment. We check uh, YouTube. We check <clears throat> comments and stuff like that all week long. We love hearing from you guys. You you guys do a great job on this after show. Let's jump into it. Uneasy lies the head today. We've got a lot to talk about. I guess I want to start, Stephen, though, with you because we always, whenever we have a guest in here, it's always a little bit different than a regular after show. But you're a different kind of guest. Usually we get actors in, we talk about their role, their parts, what they're doing next, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is your baby. Yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, what does it feel like? Because we, we speak very highly of this show, it's legit, we love it. Uh, can't say that about every show we do. 100%. We love Sadly. the show. What is it when you hear that, not just from us, but people around who are who are reviewing this thing well and who are getting this thing well, how does it feel to say, hey, you know, we took a chance on a show and America likes it? Well, I watched the show with you guys, you know, earlier tonight. And every time a cool shot came up, I got chills. I got tears remembering how he did it, how hard it was, how hard we worked on a shot. I live and breathe the show, you know, so when I see people respond to it, it means a lot because you could work just as hard and have no one care. Yeah. Yeah. And I think John Langraff said at the uh, TCAs this year, there's just too much TV. As yeah. you guys know, because you're watching so much, a lot. So much of it. <laughs> there's so much and television. It's hard to get an audience, no matter how much you market it. I mean, there's great shows out there that I haven't seen, you haven't seen just because there's no time. So when you find people who actually make the time to watch your show and watch it carefully and you put work into it, it's very gratifying. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it's, I, I cannot say, we can just get this out of the way now, but I think, I hope it matters more coming to you than even to the actors who work on it, <clears throat> sometimes in a small role. But this is 
easily. I, I look back. I was thinking about this the other day because Kate and I, my first ever after <clears throat> show was with Kate. With and we did a, I will, you know. I told him already what the name of it oh, was. Oh, okay. Well, it, well, for the public, it'll remain unnamed. But it was a terrible <laughs> show. And I was looking back since then. I don't know if I can speak for you two, too. But I was looking back since then. Penny Dreadful is a great show. I do that show here. But I'm trying to think of another show as good as Last Ship that I enjoy watching as much. It does. It's never a chore. It's never... Because it's, <laughs> it's always a, a mystery. You never know what's coming. That and makes me feel great. We, we were just talking about this. After season one, season one was amazing. But it's like, what are we going to do? Right. What is season two going to yeah. be like? And we all enjoy season... I mean, we love season one, but we love season two. Because, like, this, these concepts, these ideas, where the story's going, where the characters are going, I had no idea. Like, I couldn't even predict it. Agree. It's, it's a cool process, because you start the season going, all right, where are we now? Where is everybody? What's the initial conditions? You know, and then, well, where would they go? And what's logical? Season one, it was, <clears throat> in some ways, clearer, because we knew Rachel had to make the cure. So we thought, well, okay, they got to refuel. They can go to Gitmo. It's right there. That that should be fun. Yeah. And then <laughs> I mean, we got text. Yeah. So. That's, that's yeah. Right. It's, it's medical supplies. It's text. It's all kinds of stuff and refueling. And then it's um, there were some interest middle steps, but it was one well, we need to get monkeys to test. You know what would happen with that? And at some point, we'll need to test it on ourselves. And so there's an episode. So it kind of it told us a little bit of an arc. Um, but then there's those moments where you go. What if? And then the whole room goes, "Wow, Steve, you're a genius." <laughs> and I go, "No, no, please, please. Some of those are ideas of yours." No, no. It's someone goes, "Is there a world where this could?" You know, I remember we said, "You know, what if they're burning the bodies to fuel the city?" Someone else said, "What if it's Alicia's mom?" I mean, these moments you go, "That's really cool." You know, yeah. so mm-hmm. season two was all about, "Okay, we got to figure out how to finish season one, take care of Mrs. Granderson." But what's the big? story mm-hmm. and it became like well if you have the cure and you're giving it out you can go back to the well with the sort of i want to control the cure like ruskov which has been done mm-hmm. or you can do granderson's i'm going to create my own society but what else is there and you know we thought of well who would not want a cure and we came up with this idea of well if you're naturally immune and the world is emptying out and you suddenly are the superhero and you We'll begin in grief and shock and horror and, you know, what am I doing alive? And my family's dead and I'm wandering around this hellscape until you meet another immune. And then it just takes one person with charisma like Sean Ramsey to say, it was divine choice. Mm-hmm. You are. And so we thought, well, that's a cool. And then there are other things that you'll see later on in the season that came up too that just were kind of like, okay, this is sort of logic and then this is the inspiration that goes to the next level. And that's kind of... This kind of show, it's science fiction, but it's mostly science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the fiction part becomes, because it's so extreme, it's apocalyptic. So yep. anything can happen, but you're not going to see an alien land on the ship because that's just not the show. Right. Unless yeah. the virus causes some sort of alien <laughs> mutation. Yeah, mutation. Like, but yeah. all of the... Oh, go ahead. All of the decisions you guys have made for the show have been very realistic, at least in my perspective. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing you've done where it's like, I don't believe that. You don't lose us. Right. It's totally something that, yes, if this was really happening, I totally yeah. see that, even with the burning of the bodies. Like, totally believable for somebody who wants to take power and over. And we were always with the president and, and the cult and the whole Ramsey thing. We're like, what's, really? the, what's the president's name again? I think I'm it's not, Jeffrey. Is it Jeffrey? Oh. Oh, His Facebook status like says it's complicated. It's the first time I've ever heard that name. But now I've lost my train of thought. No, just, you just earned yourself a seat on the after show the rest <laughs> of the way. It's like the bit of my existence. I should have never told Bobby. I wrote that episode, by the way. And I do why did you came name from. him Jeffrey mm. Mitchell? I think one of the writers came up with it and I just left it in there and... Well, my point was <laughs> that we couldn't, like, you see this Navy ship, the president, and you, you see this Navy ship, they're capturing you, you like, you'd think it would, like, click, and he's still, like, in this cult behavior, and there was this one moment when I was like, why isn't he getting it? Mm-hmm. And at last episode, you guys did such a good job when Jeter had that whole, like, you know, he was in a tragedy, and they gave him a narrative that made sense, right. and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that like I get that. Kind of like, like a brainwashing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. The, the brainwashing stories you tell thing. yourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's exactly it's all very based on logic, even though it's like, you know, a crazy environment. Well, Jeter's speeches. First of all, he has another one tonight. Love where he him. Gives Preach. Mr. 
on <laughs> he's one of my favorite characters we were yeah. we were talking early on in the season of you know who okay are we going to lose any characters this season what are we going to yeah, have I've been hearing and, you guys trying to kill him off yeah, no, no stand Bob, by, we don't want to kill him stand by this I will not do let not him kill Cheater give him my phone I'll call him right now yeah give him a call he is not going anywhere and if he does we're going to be some issues on here but no I just love his he has such a way of words obviously <clears> that come from the writer's room and I think I mean, no, but we write to his strengths. Yeah, I mean, which we, is yeah. We were in the pilot. <clears throat> you know, a couple things happened during making the pilot. One was during lunch break, we heard Christina Elmore singing. Uh, she plays Alicia. Mm-hmm. She uh-huh. was just singing some gospel song and just having fun, no big deal. And I was like, hmm. And then episode three, we had her sing at the beach, mm-hmm. and it was just because she can sing. Right. And then we we're calling general quarters on the on the ship and the pilot. And we were supposed to get the BMOW, the bosun's made of the watch, to do that. General quarters, general quarters, it's blah, 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 you know. And the real guy was doing it, but he just didn't look like a TV star. And we had heard Charles talk. And we're like, Charles, can you learn that real quick? And next thing you know, we're like, Charles, can you do the funeral eulogy? <laughs> and now, whenever there's that kind of moment, he just it's, has that gravitas and that sort of power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can speak to the captain like, "Don't let this be your white whale." And you can you you know it's you believe him, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's I got a couple questions off of uh, Twitter already for you. We'll kind of throw them in. Pepper and I guess. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: there is one. There is one from a from a Navy veteran says, "Please let uh, Stephen know that the military combat parts on the show are very real." I know you guys and Thank Jocko you. told mm-hmm. us about this about how much consultation there was. So this isn't you know foreign to you you kind of expected that but it's got to be good coming from veterans who you've never spoken to who look at it and say i've been there i, I know the yeah. language i know the written we had a big discussion with somebody on youtube about the radar yeah. uh, radar and sonar yeah. and they were like no the way that they did this a couple episodes ago totally real this is how it works this is what it is and it was like that's really refreshing because it doesn't yeah. jump the shark it no we, we really try to get it right and ask questions and bring them bring them in early and you know anti-submarine warfare important to us to get it right but we fully acknowledge, first of all, two sailors, three opinions. You'll often get people telling you different things. But mm. we'll get some technical stuff wrong every day because we just can't get it all right. We're just not that good at it, I mean, we, no matter what you do. Or you do it for a creative lesson. As you say, it's TV, yeah. But what we try to always get right is the culture. You know, their, their, their sort of ethic of honor, courage, and commitment, their sort of belief in each other and what they do and, and the way they, they talk to each other. You know, there's a million – like, I, if I'm your junior, I can't tell you to go screw yourself even if I mean it, if I feel it. But I can tell you, roger that in three different ways. And it tells you, and I can go, roger that, or I can go, roger that. And you know mm. I'm mad. And so we learn the culture, how they talk to each other, and there's all of a sudden these subtleties that, you know, when someone says, shipmate, they're, they're actually dressing you down. It's just weird cultural things. And then the history of the Navy, as you'll see in an upcoming episode, too, is really important to them, their own culture. So we do a lot of reading we got lots of magazines and books, and we talk all the time to these Navy guys and just try to get into their personal stories and ask questions like, what is it like to watch a sunrise on the Indian Ocean, you know, in the summer? Or the, the Northern Lights or the, the Aurora Borealis or whatever, you know, just um, really what's it mean to go across the equator and, and um, be far from home or anything like that? Mm-hmm. And you get their stories. And the first time you meet them, they're like, this is my space. This is, you know, and, and then you ask questions like, so where do people have sex in the ship? And like, oh, sir, there's, there's no sex in the ship. <laughs> what do they do? And, and they go, oh, okay, I'll show you. <laughs> so, but they're, it isn't like they're doing it all the time at all. But, uh, but I'm saying we try to get to the, everything from the culture, the history, the reality, and also the sort of inside baseball stuff that only they know. Mm-hmm, like, right. very important on Wednesdays, slider Wednesdays. If you don't have burgers on Wednesdays, the chef hears about it. Oh, you know, wow. Interesting. Those kinds cool. of things will just slide into a show about shooting people up, and then Navy guys will watch and go, yeah, that's right. That's and then awesome. we feel great about it, you know? Oh. Interesting. I love it. Have you seen, I don't know if anybody would have told you guys this, but but has there been, like, an uptick in enlistment or anything because of a show like this? Do people see it and say, hey, this this seems like a world for me? Well... I talked to the Secretary of Navy about this, and I said to him, can I join? Because I've fallen in love with it. And he said, we can maybe make some ex- some exceptions given your age. <laughs> I, I don't know. I know that the Navy was – it was important to them to get their message out about who they are because they're the ambassadors to the world. You know, mm-hmm. the first thing you see if you're in another country from our military is our Navy. And in spite of the idea that they're war fighters, they're also goodwill ambassadors. And so 
a show that shows them without being a commercial for the Navy because we didn't want to do that. Right. But it shows them honoring their own code. We hope at least lets people know, and if they want to join, as a result, I know, and like Top Gun is their biggest, yeah, biggest draw. It's been twenty five years, I think. So, mm-hmm. um, I think if it makes them proud and shows them, them in the light that they want to be seen in, and that they are, um, that's a good thing. I know our crew when we go down to San Diego to shoot on the base, they feel the sense of patriotism. It's really, you know, we're impressed by them. They're and they actually are impressed by us the way we run our operation like a military operation. Mm-hmm. But we were down in San Diego. And, you know, 8 a.m., and all of a sudden the whole base comes to a stop as the flag goes up, and they do, you know, reveille. And you got these Teamsters taking off their caps and just, you know, waiting for it to end, mm-hmm. and then back to work. And then we're working all day, and then sundown, taps, same thing. You know, and we got into this rhythm. Um, There's a great moment that I kind of tear up whenever I tell the story, but it's it's true. Um, we were inside the ship of USS Dewey in the mess decks. We've since built our own mess decks, but at that point we were shooting oh, the mess wow. decks. And we're doing these scenes from different episodes, and all the monitors say Nathan James, and then in between takes, one of the lieutenants changes the channel to TNT to watch NCAA, NCAA basketball. And uh, suddenly a commercial comes on for the last ship. And they, there's the, our ship, you know, and our crew and their crew just cheered and high five oh. together and it was like we were all shipmates <laughs> in that one little moment it was like That's the awesome. greatest moment of so the show you asked if it's special to me it's special to me for so many reasons like that because I'm meeting these amazing people yeah, yeah. it's now we, we have some pictures some behind the scenes pictures from you so we're going to kind of cycle through them on the video uh, throughout um, <coughs> we can kind of run through those and throw them up there I think they're all kind of self-explanatory but <clears throat> excuse me interesting so let's start cycling through those as we go uh, the rest of the show I do have a question for you from Twitter uh is someone in the cast, you don't have to name a name, but is someone in the cast going to die in an upcoming episode? Hmm. <laughs> you can say yes, it's fine. That's the entire call sheet we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> let's um, say like top. Like, yeah, we're talking top 10. <laughs> top on the, yeah, let's, just say, let's just say there's no way a show could stay realistic if our guys go into harm's way and never come out with some losses. Cheater better stay on the ship. Corollary. Cheater has to stay <laughs> Keep him on board. Corollary, because you just don't want me to be right. Yeah, but Cor- that's the reason. Corollary to that is uh, coming from her. Uh, is Danny, Danny exactly. Green going to die? Yeah, if Travis Van Winkle's gone. Because <laughs> if he is, I mean, he's not taping and he can If he does, he's available, right. Yeah, yeah. Duh. I obviously, I obviously can't gotcha. spoil anything, but uh, everyone's life is it's a very dangerous yeah. That's why I tell Kevin Michael Martin when he gets out of line. I say it's a very dangerous virus. We, we learned <laughs> yeah. that he's quite a little troublemaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he can cause some trouble. Yeah. And then he like runs when he's like, "Who did it?" And you're, he's nowhere to be found. <laughs> I wish I knew half the stuff those guys do. Because I'm, I'm always like up in my office, like, "What? I want to hear the gossip." <laughs> I love yeah, it. Did you? Now I know you saw them on here last week. Did they go a little? They were they were a little too far. Those guys are they're ten year olds. <laughs> Right. I thought they were actually in pretty good behavior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the publicity was right over their shoulder, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's very right true. Right there. Literally, literally sitting on the edge. So those PR answers yeah. that they yeah. got on the couch, yeah, they, they were. They had some pretty good answers. Uh, oftentimes, you'll see one of our cast do an interview, and they're just saying what I told them to say. Because I'm like, just say how proud you are to be part of the show. You know, just don't take any chances. They, were, spoilers. they told us the real story after when the camera stopped mm. rolling, one of those, yeah. Behind the scenes sort of oh. things. Oh, go ahead. My turn? I, we talk about, about getting the military stuff right, which is super important. But a lot that just came to my mind during this episode was the science part. And mm. the way Dr. Scott talks, who is writing all of that stuff? Because it, it yeah. sounds accurate. I well, wouldn't know. Sounds again, it sounds about DNA and yeah. sequencing. We really don't know. But is <laughs> there if you're so- fooled, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, it's same, similar to the military. When we started the show, Hank and I got a tour of a Navy ship and then just started learning. Um, I had done in my earlier life like videos for engineering schools and learned met scientists and I started reaching out to people I kind of knew in that world about avian flu and stuff and then I went online there's a lot of resources where you see people answering questions so I reached out to people in Australia Alaska we had a guy from SMU who actually came out for the pilot just to help us get our con and actually the first thing we said is is our concept sound and I said basically look Global warming, the earth heats up, permafrost melts, ancient virus gets released, picked up by migrating birds, brought to the mainland, zoonotically switches over to humans. What do you think? And they go, oh, that's our worst nightmare. (laughs) I go, go, great. Oh, wait, really? And and then, uh, and so 
we kind of started from there. And then what's great is we got a woman named Paula Cannon out of USC who specializes in all these crazy weaponizing of viruses. Yeah, and she's also a storyteller. She understands. So we'll say things like, I really want this to work this way. Is there a world where that could work? And she'd say, well, if you did this, this, and that, it could work. So I said to her, can we do an aerosolized cure? And she said, yeah, we could do this, this, and that. And I said, what if it's contagious? And she said, we've tried that. And so even if we're like a little head of real science, mm-hmm. we're in that world. And so, and then Rona Mitra is so dedicated to that part that she sits with those guys and she wow. questions them and she reads the books on it. And mm-hmm. she, and then some of our writers, one of our writers, Annalise, is really dedicated to that too. So she'll be on set with, sorry, with Dr. Paula and with Rona discussing it, the scenes. And we know the audience is kind of like glazing over. But again, if we, if our characters believe it and it seems right, even like throwaway lines, you know, that get interrupted they're the real science right. and um so yeah we're we learned a lot making the show yeah and even if we don't understand you want those people who do know right right to be like yes right. you're right you do a google search and it's accurate that's even bigger right of a thing. well what's yeah. cool too is when you see articles in the, in the paper about like um they just came up with a cure for a virus uh, vaccine for ebola mm-hmm. and they're working on an aerosolized version of it and so we're like hmm, hmm. good idea <laughs> where did they get that idea, that idea? That idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're like one step ahead of reality like 10 days ahead of reality i think i think Impressive. that that is what prevents a show especially an apocalyptic show from jumping the shark though because you can do anything we talked about it you can go anywhere in america mm-hmm. you can see any group of people we saw the teenagers tonight we'll talk about in a minute i really like that yeah um but because you can do anything the more liberties you're allowed to take and the more liberties you give yourself the crazier it gets a season from now so the more you stick to reality even if it's stuff we will never know about science the more next year i've got to believe you guys won't say you know what Let's make Chandler uh, an alien. Like mm-hmm. that's never going to happen. Right. That's well, because reality actually is scarier. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. Has, has a lot of avenues you can go. So <laughs> you don't need to. Invest. If you do the research, you go. Oh my god, it's better than fiction anyway. So yeah. mm-hmm. you're telling me, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get into the show a little bit. So please, spoiler away. Coming forward. No, just kidding. <laughs> although I should say, I like as, as EP, I mean, this is this is your baby, Jocko and Kevin Michael Martin. Those, those guys were nothing. Thank you. Can't say yeah, anything. Can't you say can say things. Yeah, you, this is this is the know. freedom we have. <laughs> 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 watching right now. <laughs> last year, last year we got the pickup for season two. They called me up. I was so excited, and I wrote on my Facebook or Twitter, "Renewed." I was excited, you know, and like my mom, yay, you know. And then next one was a call from TNT. Could you remove that? We actually haven't announced it yet. <laughs> oh, so, so they keep an eye. So I learned quickly. But no, I, obviously, I, I wouldn't want to spoil. So because spoiling it means spoiling. I don't want to ruin yeah. for anybody. Yeah. Let's, so let's get into tonight's episode. Uh, first off, let's talk about Ronamitra's character. Let's talk a little bit about Rachel and Neil's. Uh, that's a slippery little snake, isn't he? Uh, mm-hmm. I I was not loving it until the end. I loved it. Dead though. <laughs> They're both. Dead and gone. On. They're yeah. both playing each other in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And then she gets like this upper hand. And then I did not see this coming. Well, let's just get to the end because the end is the big part. Yeah. That's the thing. So, what are the consequences for Rachel moving forward? Well, I have a question on Twitter for that. Do okay. it. Uh, Kendall Howard asks How will Rachel's decision affect the Tom Rachel relationship Ooh. intention? AK, will we get any. I didn't know they had their own hashtag, Tom Shull. They have a, mm. they have a name, a relationship mm-hmm. name. Wow! Will we get any more of their relationship this season, or is this like? This is it. Well, he's Kendall. not gonna. Well, no, I mean this is a huge watershed moment for Rachel, where you see she and Niels are sort of two sides of the same coin. Um, she went went there big time, and uh, and while he was off the ship. And as you saw in the previews, he's definitely going to be upset about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say it's going to affect the relationship in a major way. And that's one of the things that's the best about Chandler is that's why this show works. Is he it's, it's so about, like, rules and regulations yeah. and why this is, like, is he's meant to run this, <clears throat> this ship that has the cure. Like, he is so by the book that her murdering someone even though it's for the good of, I mean let's argue it's for the good of the right. cause the ship yeah, will he, sleep the sh- better yeah. that night as she said <laughs> but yeah. he's not going to see it that way he is too by the books mm-hmm. and it's going to be interesting to see how he reacts 
I don't. Sure. I, I I agree. He's by the books, and I don't think this next episode right away. But it wouldn't shock me if, like, maybe in two episodes, he's over it. Because in this episode, mm. he did make a comment that he was like, he killed my family. He killed billions of people, and it's kind of like I agree. He's gonna be mad. But how long will he be mad? I'm going to say not too long. I don't know, though, because the his backbone, the reason we even... I love the show. You know, <laughs> I love is, this show. Is it because his backbone has been by the book. So, like, even when there wasn't anyone enforcing the book and it was literally exactly. just them, the last ship, I don't know that he's going to let this fly so easily. I want, as a member, I'm like, oh, please, I don't want them to have any conflict. But... I don't see him letting this but go. But they need if he her, too. Go, exactly. oh, that's the problem. That's a good point. They need her, yep. and that's the conflict. He's going to want to punish her. I don't know. There is no justice system anymore, yeah. so how do you, what do you do? Court of Maybe your peers. Maybe it goes to the president, and it's his choice, because these are his decisions to Ooh. make. Yeah. Oh, Which gosh. I don't like his choice. I'm, I'm not totally sold on him, to, either. Yeah, grilled yeah. cheese sandwich. That yeah, that, let me tell you. If he's, I think that was a good sign of immaturity in his <clears throat> mind and what he's thinking, if he can only go for a grilled cheese. What... What exactly is expected of me is what he asked just as he becomes But we do see his turn at the end. You're the president. It's the apocalypse. He was, yeah, it he's not me. really the president. That's not what he ran he's for. He's the HUD secretary. Yeah, he's not even like... But, no, he was. <laughs> like he, the secretary of defense. He's like 30th <laughs> down the line. Yeah. <laughs> we do see a glimpse at the end where he's like True. sitting at the desk. Mm-hmm. Every, all the main people are there and he is barking orders. But there was one scene yeah, it's that when he's eating when, the grilled cheese. When mm-hmm. he's eating the grilled cheese and Jeter comes in and he asks him for the briefs on the immunes. It rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. Oh, yeah. I am not completely sold on Mitchner. You've never been sold on any Mitchner. <laughs> I knew that. I just set that biases. one up for you. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, but back to Niels and Rachel. No, I think the biggest key is what she was just saying, and every point is valid, but they need her. They yeah, they need nobody her. nobody but her. Now, now that Niels is gone, he's the only one, the one mm-hmm. who knew about the virus and Dr. Hunter. Dr. Both of them are dead. Gone. So mm-hmm. you need her so badly. You're not going to teach Bertrice. God bless her. You're not going to teach her she ain't a damn thing yet. in a week. You know. Yeah. So you need her so badly. There is I think that Chandler, other doctor Malowski. that they picked up from the hospital ship. Mm-hmm. That's true. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. But, he not, hasn't but served he's no doctor yet. But let me ask you a question. I mean, I know the answer. Let me ask you a question. What do you do if you're the captain of the ship <clears throat> and it turns out people find out on the crew, find out that Rachel did this and you didn't do anything about it? Exactly. You can't, that's you will the, not, you can't be in power still. People won't trust you and Pete, that's when you start to have things get out of line. He has to hold that yeah. code of ethics. Exactly. Because if, if that ship loses that, they're just as bad as the cult out there killing people just because they're not immune. And not saving them with the cure that is in existence. And yet you killed the worst man on the planet. Right. Literally. Literally. And that's Literally. a really good plot point that you guys wrote in on there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's uh, true. R- uh, question on Rachel and Niels uh, from Ben Quo on Twitter. What was with Rachel's heavy breathing after the fake flirt with Niels? I did catch that. Well, what did you think? I think it's because you saw in the beginning she didn't even want to talk to this mm-hmm. man. She despises him. So now she figures out that, you know what? The only way to do this is I might have to flirt. I'm going to have to get close. I'm going to have to fake love with this despicable human. And I think that honestly like hurt her own morals and everything inside. So she had to take a second and was felt dirty for doing it. And just like Chandler blames uh, him for killing his wife, I think Rachel blames him for killing Michael, the guy in the picture. And And that's, I think, why they brought it up again. And and then go one step further. I think Rachel is so... You know, career. Rachel is so science focused. You wouldn't call this a career right now, but she's so task focused, and she has been for so long. And we've never established it because we never saw him. But that Michael but guy Michael. Yes. Mm-hmm. is. I think he was the de- he was the deviation. He was her off days. He was her everything in life besides science. Mm-hmm. And now that he is gone, and she knows he's dead. Let's be real; he's definitely dead. Yeah. Um. So now that she knows that, that was the first <laughs> I time <saw> that. she. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time she had to fake feeling something since she actually felt something for 
Michael. Yeah, she felt a little something she for She felt Tech. for someone else. Yeah, I yeah that's don't. true. Yeah, yeah. she It's did. totally different. It's totally different. Why? And she had to fake being lonely and stuff, and maybe she is, but all those emotions yeah, bubbled out. Yeah, she let it happen. Because yeah. of mm-hmm. She suppresses a lot of it. And she has to suppress because look at what she's doing. She right. deals in objective facts. She doesn't have any well, time yeah, to be like, what's my feeling? she's literally saving the world. I mean, Chandler and saving the, the world, ship killing the world are, are, you know, just kind of like a vehicle for what she's doing. It's a lot of pressure. Well, and that's yeah. a big burden, too. It's not just pressure, yeah. but it's an emotional burden. If you put it on yourself, it's going to weigh you down. Right. So how you are know? you going to punish that woman who has such a burden, who has such a task, who has killed the most awful human on the planet? There. You do punish her. You do <laughs> discipline her. But, what, like, what are you going to do? You're just going to say, Rachel... Just that like, was wrong. <laughs> Can you please save the world? No, Thank no, you. No working on your science for one week. You can't <laughs> have a microscope for a whole week. Yeah. You know, what's interesting, though, is Chandler had to get through to to Mishner by sharing the truth about himself. Mm-hmm. In the last episode, mm-hmm. I killed people. I lost my wife. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he said, it's my redemption, too. And so I think there was a lot of truth when she said to Niels that she was lonely. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to be the smartest person in the room. It's hard to be the person trying to fight. And she's the one who goes into hot zones by herself, mm-hmm. you know. And strong, she's the immovable, immovable object in her own world. And so she had to share that with him, and that's why she felt so disgustingly yeah. dirty afterwards. Yeah. It was kind of like a sense of relief, like, oh, I just finished doing this, pretending to yeah. right. have like right. Something and you show for that you. vulnerability to someone, and you yeah. know they're not worth it. Or you shouldn't have done it. Like I'm sure we all had something. But I mean, I guess yeah. at the With end of Jeff the day, Mishner, probably. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, that was, was too good. easy. That was a good one. <laughs> we just met. And I just, this is a great addition. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> everyone out there, these young people walked in today, and I waved at them as if we were yeah, old that friends. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> he was like, I, I was thought like, I knew how you. Do you know me because you're famous. I mean, love it, love it. I okay. So, <clears throat> Jeffrey Mister on the brain. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> okay, let's talk president now because we got onto it so hard, so fast, mm-hmm. and then we jumped off to Niels and Rachel. Yeah. Uh, okay, I don't know how else to ask this, so I'll just open it up to you guys. Language advisory: Is Jeffrey Mister not full of shit? Is he not full of shit? No, he is full exactly. of shit. <laughs> okay, so we can get there's He's something a double negative on me. They don't go. Yeah, there's I mean, something off. Yeah. 100%. I just don't think... Okay, at first, I know Chandler wants somebody to be in power, and he needs somebody, but I just do not think this is the guy. I think he's going to be the one to start ruling over these people that have been doing so good on their own and making choices for them that I just don't... I really want the fist bump here. This is going to confirm it. Not that one so much. But anytime now, Steve... He is not fist bumping. I just am not... I'm not confident with it. And I worry with 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 everything that just happened with Dr. Scott that he's going to make the choice and I don't think it's going to be the right But I don't think Chandler... I think Chandler would not let that happen. Like, when he... Jeter, when Jeter was like, you know, we would... No, it was Chandler when he was like, we'll consult you on everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think that means you're like the end-all be-all on every decision. (laughs) You'll be consulted. But like we said, he doesn't really have any military experience. He wasn't SECNAV. He wasn't, like, foreign policy. He was housing. Well, you know, even in current Navy, if, like, on your bigger ship, like a carrier, you'll have an admiral, a flag-ranked person on the ship. But he or she does not run the ship. The captain of that ship runs the ship. So... Turn left, turn right, fire this, fire that. That's the captain. The admiral runs big picture. He or she is the head of that whole, you know, group of of ships. Because usually with a carrier, you got a couple destroyers, some frigates, some, Mm. you know, you got an amphib over there, a tanker over there. I know the jargon now. You've learned from (laughs) that. You got your LCS, you got your big deck. And uh, the Navy's going, oh, stop. stop." (laughs) Um, But the captain runs the ship. Mm -hmm. On the hospital ship, the military are all the doctors and administrators, and the it's actually a merchant mariner who runs the ship. So in this case, you got the president, commander in chief, but it's not his ship. So right. there's going to be room for some Turmoil. disagreements. That makes yeah. me feel a little bit more comfortable that someone's going to keep him in check. Yeah, it's. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder the beast. Can you feel it with him because uh, he Mitchner was vulnerable enough with the Ramses to drink the Kool-Aid. And the Ramses were a special situation and that was a, a, a cult. Mm-hmm. But Mitchner buys in. And now that he's bought into the Navy, I can almost see it in his eyes. And he's like, I got the power. 
I'm the president. Because yeah. of the then, way they've made it seem. Exactly. And there's going to be a time here where he goes on a power trip. And if there's a oh, check and balance sure. on the ship, that's one thing. But it's, another thing is the big picture. And that's what I'm worried about because I think Chandler is so order-driven. And he wants to salute. And Jeter wants to salute. Mm-hmm. And the only guy who's going to stop them... Adam Baldwin. Yes, Slattery. I think Slattery is the only guy who would come forward, which is probably also the role Adam Baldwin would play in real life. Yeah, yeah. it's perfect. <laughs> so Slattery is the only guy who's going to come forward, I think, if Mitchner goes on a power trip. And I think mm. Chandler and Jeter are almost likely, depending on what it is, to sit there and say, yes, sir. Yeah. Sure. You know, we'll, okay. And mm-hmm. Slattery's the one who's going to be like, you guys, no. That's this not is the dumb. right decision. This is dumb. And there's yeah. gonna that's going to come to a head, I think, because... I see it in Mitchner's eyes. Yeah, he's. I agree. He's not good. He's a wild card. He's a wild, a wild card, a hundred percent. When he was eating that grilled cheese, looking at those papers with that smirk smile, and then Jeter comes she in. Like I need all not. the intel about the White House. You need to calm your ass. Yeah. <laughs> you need to sit your butt, and you need to read about being a president because you were not anywhere near that. He comes yeah, we were driving in to work one day. I mean, to the store one day. My daughter, who's eleven, and. A, a big fan of the show. I appreciate that. She watches every all the dailies and oh, uh, nice. you know, she's like, "Dad, isn't HUD isn't isn't that twelve a little high for HUD?" Like she's like housing. He's twelve. I'm like, "Well, you have don't forget you have the president, the vice president, the speaker." You know, she goes, "Yeah, but if you get the twelve, and it's it's HUD. That's." Doesn't seem like a good idea. That's I'm like, true. Well, yeah, that's I didn't true. write the Constitution, but but it's, it's very true. Smart eleven-year-old is all yeah. I have to say. She's got some facts. Yeah, <laughs> political reform amongst those under eighteen. Um, okay, let's move to. Uh, we've got about fifteen minutes left, so I want to hit a couple topics and ask a few more questions. Let's move to the teenagers, the roving band of teenagers. Every adult's worst nightmare. Heck yeah! And let me tell you, it's my worst nightmare. Crazy too. kids. Yeah, seriously, crazy kids with a crossbow and. We always wanted yeah. to do a sort of Lord of the Flies yeah. child uh, army story, and this absolutely. is just came up. Yeah, I mean, you don't think about that. They're at a camp. They're council like when push I comes to shove, counselors are like, yeah. "I'm gonna save my family," and now they're saying no one comes to them, no one saves them, so they do take it upon themselves to get a leader, do it all. You're right, Lord of the Flies. I when 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 he saw someone running. Who thought, is he running into a trap? And who thought, oh, he's just chasing who is this, what's going on? I thought it was a trap. trap. A, because, I mean, we know kind of, hey, this would be cool. Uh-huh. But B, because he ran after Burke went by. So it almost seemed too uh, Like a setup. Yeah. Too set up. Okay. And if Burke had gone by and obviously didn't see him, if you were hiding, you'd just stay Hi. there. You'd be petrified. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 That, was, that was the only thing. But Ray Diaz... Yeah. He killed it. That I don't know the actor's name, but he did. I um, looked him up and terrific. I couldn't find him. He's but it was mind. really yeah. refreshing because, like Chandler, obviously has a son, and we don't yeah. see him that often. That he really took on that like fatherly role with him. Mm-hmm. That was kind of miss. I like. I like one of my. Future, we can talk about the gang a little more, but like about the family side, it's nice to get that aspect of it. Father son type yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then his son saved him. Mm-hmm. After being a father, he almost lost his life. What do you make of, this, of the of the line right before he almost lost his life? I'm I'm not going to say it verbatim, but along the lines of you know, leader wants you alive unless you fight. Please fight. Yeah, it shows what the public opinion and what they've brainwashed into what this man is. They want him dead. They want it over. Oh yeah, but I actually interpreted it as as it's like a notch on the belt mm-hmm. or. A bounty, like he's going to receive oh, yeah. something for killing a navy yeah, member, for killing this guy. Yeah. yeah, or yeah, maybe him specific, maybe right. Chandler specifically. But yeah, that's yeah. there's. But the point of that is, leader wants you alive. There's a bounty, whatever. Please fight. Like it's a sick ass group of people. Oh my yeah. god, and, and, and they're is brainwashed. It, do we a hundred percent know it's the same people as the Ramses? Well, they did make a like a thing thing. They're three hundred yeah. miles from the Ramses base. How has their reach gone this far? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we absolutely can say that, but they know who Chandler is. Mm-hmm. They say leader. I don't really know any other leader that has a beef with Chandler as of right now. Also, yeah. the phone connection didn't they found these phones on them, which also connects in the back. So I think that has something to do with their line of how they're reaching them. Yeah, and how it's do also the phones work? Right, yeah, but that is what I'm I can really tell you. Learn all that. No, I can tell you easily. If you're not calling Bobby. or texting, it's Twitter. 
Okay, perfect. Right. But, it's Snapchat. Uh, it's little Snapchat uh, destructible right, messages. And yeah, yeah. yeah. What I was gonna, what I was going to say to add to that is like I don't think they're the same. I didn't think they were the same group. I thought they were somebody else. Especially because a few episodes ago, when you heard on the radio, the Navy mm. is saying that they have a cure. It's not true. Don't believe them. How do we not know anyone else didn't hear that message? Mm-hmm. We heard it, obviously. So maybe others heard it. Right. I didn't think it was the same group. I thought it was a different group. Well, also, oh, even the kids are sort of brainwashed to think that they're getting a fake cure. Right. Everything's going bad. So at <clears> what <throat> point, we have to think, we've seen this. We know these guys are good. But someone just walks in, you know, with guns ablazing, and you're like, at what point do you trust them? Mm-hmm. And what do you really believe what they're, what they're giving you? I don't know. That's That would be tough for me in this in this world. I would question everything and everyone. To not, you know, pull the trigger and take control. I don't know. That's tough for It's the same as missionary. You question it until you get on the ship. Exactly. Once you get on the damn ship. You read, you're like, okay. Come to the kids, when they get on the ship, they feel safe and they feel like, yeah. Yeah. It's fun to watch you guys discuss it because it let, no, truthfully, lets us know that fine line between frustrating you and engaging you because we hope that all the questions will get answered, but the Mm -hmm. whole point of it is just to string it out, not to frustrate you, but to make it fun Mm -hmm. and enjoyable. So when I see you guys debating it, I'm thinking, I think that's a positive experience yeah. for yeah. you. Yeah. You know. oh, the only totally. the only frustrating thing that's ever happened we talked about it, we just mentioned it was yeah. the Skype call. The Skype call. The Skype yes. call is the only frustrating thing for me because it was like how how do they have such a clear picture? <laughs> it was I frustrating just, for me too. <laughs> I just wanted that Wi-Fi signal in my apartment. I didn't even question That'd be great. it. Great wish fulfillment. Is yeah, what it was. thank you. That's what, and I got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of the families, well, I mean that was definitely a tearjerker episode when they're going to find their families. Oh, are oh, they yeah. at home? Are they not? Where are they? Are we going to see more of that? This season, I, I really want to know if Slattery's family is still out there because he left that note and the and the vaccine. Oh, I know. And I just, I just want to know. Do you guys know? Has that is there a decision been made either way? I mean, I could tell you that <laughs> the questions will come back, okay, and some okay. people will find more resolution than others. Okay. And um, at the end of this season, you'll have certain answers and then certain questions going into a hopeful third season. Awesome. Let's talk third season. You say hopeful, I say how the hell would it not happen? Right. right. Um, I'm when, gonna be picketing. When, <laughs> I know. when we will start a Twitter hear, war. Like, yeah. they, does TNT say, hey, we're going to make a decision in the next month or do they just kind of say, hey, renewed like they did last time? Uh, I would love to be able to like announce that we're picked up officially. We have not gotten the official word, but we anticipate all the signs are positive that we'll probably hear imminently. Cool. Sweet. I mean, the, the numbers are good and um, you know, all the signs are pointing in the right direction. We're actually already um, informally talking story. about story for third up, and awesome. third, it's so exciting already. We're, like, I started off thinking I have no stories left. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. And then within in twenty minutes, and I was doing all the characters, and I was like get, getting into these new characters and new bad guys, and and I was super excited. So when they give us the word, you know, we'll take Love off. It. And let's get awesome. into something really important. What's going on with Danny Green and Kara, and what's going to happen with the baby? Oh, yeah, that's She's gonna true. She's going to lose it. She oh. thinks she's going to lose I, it. I said that from the beginning. I said she loses the baby hmm. from, like, a very uh, intense scene like so, or a very intense moment, and she loses the baby. Because if she's, she's – if she's she, such a downer. It's not. If she hold on. If she has the baby, she's not gonna stay on ship. That's true. She's gotta stay. She's she gotta take go. her away from ship. You gotta go. We ain't gonna see you. And no Danny's more. a good guy. He's not and gonna Danny's like. Gonna go. He's not gonna stay on the ship. Exactly. He's gonna go with the kid. What if it's not his kid? Whoa! Whoa! Can camera two? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What? Let's not I'm go there. Wouldn't it be better if it weren't his kid? Don't you want him with less attachments? You mm. guys, I can separate character <laughs> and life. <laughs> I am not that crazy. Kate, you, Kate, I feel bad for you because you're so intelligent and well spoken. But if people only listen to this I after know. show, you mm. come across like such a boy crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'm not like that whatsoever. If you know me in my real life, Kate has but... like a career and a life. And nah, forget it. It's boys. No, um, just for this hour, it's just, it's just Jeffrey Mitchell and Danny Green. I can't, I can't even give you guys predictions for season three because you haven't even seen how season two wraps up. So. No, yeah. or you couldn't totally flip us on our head for another mm-hmm. five weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, how big is a writing team, by the way? When you guys will sit down again, is it thirty people, five no, people? No. Is it a tight circle? Seven of us, I think. Okay, seven, seven, Fine. seven of us. It's weird. I, it feels like more because of all the great ideas, but it's actually just seven people. And um, some have been there since the beginning. Some are new last year. 
uh, one more new one uh, this year if we get going. Uh, and, uh, you know, the first season, Hank and I had a Bible for the whole first season. Mm-hmm. So we kind of knew broad strokes the whole season. And so it became filling in things and then seeing where the show takes us. And by seven, we changed a lot. So, oh, wow. But the writers there were just sort of there to fill out and go, what if this, what if that? And it made it a million times better. Mm-hmm. And then second season, we really started fresh. So it was like blue skying for a week and a half. Like, what if this? What if that? What if they're immune? What if they do this? You know? And uh, so we talk about it. And then once we get a kind of a, a shape for the show, we start breaking that episode. And then, you know, shaping Act 1, Act 2, you know, the commercial breaks and stuff. And then you get stuck, and then someone goes, what if this? And I go, that's stupid. <laughs> don't don't talk about it. <laughs> and then someone else goes, what if this? And I go, you can go home, because that was great. <laughs> and then they say something smart, and I go... I have a good idea, and I see what they said. And then, good. you know. A good so, leader. Yes. Wait, I have a what if. Mm. Can I pitch a storyline? Uh, you should call my lawyer, oh. just in case. You can have it, I swear. <laughs> but I was thinking, I was like, what if, like, an actual celebrity played themselves? We talked about yeah. this. Oh, I wasn't there we for this episode. Oh, yeah. we oh, this. Was the Beyonce episode, right? We yeah. yeah. talked about this. Oh, that, like, yeah, the Beyonce is just, just. Doesn't, I think doesn't that could take anymore. us out of the world a little bit, depending on. Hey, the, that could happen. Sorry, yeah, no, of course. What if Good Britney? Spe- I mean, Britney. <laughs> Brit- doesn't matter that Britney Spears is Britney Spears when it's the Bring apocalypse. Her shaved. I mean, we will take her. <laughs> like you know, that's probably what happened. Bring on. Dwayne you Johnson. Get some, some shows on the on the flight deck. She can sing. And you can be right. Yeah, that's right. true. Entertainment across the board. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Um, you know, that sounded like such a great idea to have a celebrity play a celebrity until we had the co-creator in, and now we sound like idiots. Hey, I'm sure that has been pitched in that way. Actually, wouldn't that be interesting to hear the things that have been pitched didn't end up going? Oh, my going God. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm sure fact, that was not the worst. That would be amazing. We have, we have um, like, catchphrases mm. for, like, ideas that we thought we were going to do, <laughs> and then we just disbanded, discarded. Some which we never were going to do, we just make fun of, you know, like... <laughs> Dumbwaiter comes up, the word dumbwaiter, because one of our idea- writers had an idea for a dumbwaiter in the ship, and it, it's a, it was actually a very good idea, just the way we pictured the three guys, Miller, Burke, and, and O'Connor, in a dumbwaiter, <laughs> sneaking around the ship, and I just laughed at it. <laughs> um, but no, we had, I mean, we actually broke six episodes of season two, and then threw them out, and started again. Kept the idea of the immunes, but just brought in the sub, because we didn't have enough... Oh, wow nautical stuff and Got one day it. I came in and I'm like what if they came from overseas and you know so we have a lot of that I mean every TV show I'm sure it does yeah. but what's interesting is because they're serialized you're breaking episode 8 you're breaking episode 9 and then you go you're breaking episode 10 and you go wait let's go back to 8 and plant something that's going to pay off better in 10 Got and it. we we'll take scenes from different episodes and just slop them into the other show because it makes more sense there and then rewrite so you, you know when you rewrite an episode a script the first draft is white and then it goes blue and then yellow and it changes color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We go to triple blue because we're oh constantly rewriting. Wow. A lot of times it's because production, it's a huge show to make. At one point in San Diego, we had nine crews going. We had a guy wow. jumping off the front of the ship. We had three crews in the hospital ship shooting like crazy and doing dialogue okay. scenes. We had uh, camera crews across the bay shooting at us. And then we had guys at the airfield shooting the planes taking off. So, and we're organizing all this like a military operation with the Navy. So it's like if they say you can shoot in October for a week, you have to get ready. All your scenes that you want to shoot, you got to shoot that week. Mm-hmm. Um, even Niels, we had to get him shot up by Christmas because of his schedule. Mm-hmm. So we had to shoot episode eight before episode four and seven. That's crazy. You know? yeah. We asked the actors about that, how it was to, to, you know, do that's a challenge, I'm sure, for any actor to do that. And it's unbelievable how consistent, though, it all Hands out. And Luckily, looks. they always have the same wardrobe. Yeah, that's yeah. Bad that's yeah. you're not taking out. Oh, yeah. green shirt, blue shirt. No. Yeah. Oh my god, we are out of time. I guess last questions. If anybody has anything big, I'm curious about Check Michael Twitter. Bay. His mm, um, his involvement. You have great. a picture somewhere. I did give you guys a Bay on the pilot directing a little bit. Oh, mm. you, because I was wondering how much he's involved. Because at the start, everybody said, "Oh, Michael Bay, last ship. We know what this is going to be," and it wasn't that at all. So, is, is he? What is what is his stand? You know, here in season two, does he check in and say, "Hey, I love what you're doing," or is he totally hands on? Well, you know, it depends oftentimes on his shooting schedule for his own. He's got a small directing career. He's trying to get going. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, and let us know how that yeah. goes. This indie yeah. film he's working on. <laughs> so, no, for the pilot, he was all over it, and from casting to locations and sets, and, and literally long meetings about visual effects. He came down to the ship, 
and grabbed the camera and started shooting like the sky. And we're like, Ooh. he goes, that's where the helicopters are going to go. You know, he knew wow. how all the visual oh, effects. Wow. He shot our action sequence on the ice for us. Okay. Um, and then beyond that, you know, he sort of is the, he watches everything and he, he's got a very light touch. He doesn't interfere with us, but he also kind of sets the standard. And if he thinks things aren't looking, you know, because it's a TV show and he gets bigger budgets than we get. So if it doesn't look apocalyptic enough, he'll give us a hard time and will and remind us, keep up that level, you know. And he just inspires us in that regard. But, yeah, it's it's definitely got to have, mostly for the fans now, I think it's a Michael Bay show, it has to have that scope. Mm-hmm. But he also said, guys, tell your TV show the way you want to tell it. It's about the characters. It's not about the boom. And just get into your characters and tell a great story. And I'm proud of it. I think that's the biggest key of what we always talk about, the balance of reality and also this apocalyptic world, is exactly that. When you see, uh, like, tonight's scenes, the action sequences, and then we get such intimate character stuff, Mm -hmm. it's the perfect balance. And I think it masters what a lot of TV shows don't master yet. Well, we found that um, shooting things for a while in a row gets very numbing and boring. (laughs) And we'll never do it as well as a big $200 million movie anyway. We have a day to shoot an action sequence. We have limited visual effects budgets, although they're sizable. And we do well with them. We know it's about the characters. So, as you saw last week, it was just a chamber piece with Mishner and and yeah. Chandler. But our best episodes, I think, are balance. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. and suspense as much as action, as much as character. It's hard. You can't have two characters say like, "Hey, how's it going?" When you're about to get killed by, you know. <laughs> right. So you have to blend it. You got to find a way to blend that stuff in there. So, and if season one, when Kara and Danny are rushing towards the Russian ship to blow it up. Yeah. Yeah. He just stops the boat and says, get off. That tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. He's in love with her. He wants her off. They can't stop and go, you know, I've been thinking about us. And you, and <laughs> and, what you know. are we? Yeah. <laughs> we don't understand. Right. So uh, that's the challenge and that's the fun. Yeah. yeah. It's You guys do a phenomenal yep. job. I, I, I mean, we said at the top, but this is easily one of my favorite shows that i watched, Green. period, whether for After Buzz or not. It makes me feel really good. You guys yeah. do a phenomenal job. I hope we do justice talking yeah. about yes. it. Yes. Not all of us. Don't worry about those two. But no. specifically yeah, the two. Me and hey. Okay, come on. Come on. As I said, we have a very, and a shout out to my writers and everyone on our staff. Um, everyone's so dedicated to making the show great. We come up with cool ideas. Our department executes it. Next thing you know, there's an amazing set. Uh, directors, camera guys make it look great. Um, but it makes us feel good to have people watch the show, which is really why I'm here, to thank you guys. Because you watch it carefully. You have smart opinions. And you're the ideal audience for us because we work so hard, and you're not you're not like watching TV like on your phones and mm. well, you are on your phones, but <laughs> you're, you're paying attention. <laughs> and we know how hard it is to get the attention of anybody in this crazy crowded audience uh, world of TV. So, um, you know, thanks for you to you guys for for watching. That means a lot. Yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. means a lot. That's cool. We enjoy it. Um, that's whew, all right. I guess we're kind of out of time today. Um, you are on Twitter at Mr. Stephen Kane, right? Correct. Uh, Too late for predictions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk predictions after we're not yeah. live. Yeah. You know, you yeah. can give us yours. <laughs> at Nicholas Grava yeah. over there on the couch. At Kate Aquilano. At Monsi Bolanos. And I am at Bobby DeMiro. Pretty easy, all of our names. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tweet us. You guys did a great job again today with all the tweets. Keep them coming. We'll see you next week on the Last Ship After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. Thanks, guys. Thank you. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 